personal chef today uh, uh, give me a lot of freedom, freedom and a way, another way to think how to make revenue and not being only a chef or a restaurant or, or just become something else, you know, like. Uh... Welcome to the Private Chef Podcast, serving the 1%. I'm your host, Hannes Hentje. And on our show, we speak to the best chefs, how they honed in on their skills to excel in the industry what it takes to work as a private chef for some of the most exclusive clients in the world. Welcome back to the Chef Series. Today we have a fellow Danielle member. You know, he also arrived in the United States working for Chef Danielle, like many of us in the private industry. So um, welcome to the show, Elon. Thank you very much for having me uh, today, Anes. Uh, I'm uh, uh, really happy to be part of your podcast and answer any question that you would like me, uh, you know, to say about like my experience, my personality, or, or you know, we can go. I have over like 20 years experience as a chef, <laughs> so there is a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So. What got you into cooking? Let's start right there. You know, now you're a private chef. You've worked for some of the most acclaimed chefs in the world. But what got you in cooking originally? What, you know, where's the original root and the curiosity, the passion for food? So I'm going to say something really basic, but I'm going to say grandmother. My grandmother was cooking a lot. So when I was a child, around like 10, 11, 12 years old, I was going, uh, my parents were dropped me out in my grandmother's house so they can go for work, you know. My grandmother was bringing me to the school and they came to pick me up at night in my grandmother's house. But knowledging my grandmother from the morning to the night, she was cooking. So you had flavor, uh, odor, I mean, smell. Uh, 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 uh. She was constantly in the kitchen and I was always around her, like tasting uh, helping her doing any type of food, you know. And I think, you know, at that age, I already like cooking, you know, I know yet. Uh, and that's why, you know, mostly the, the first picture that I have with food and want to cook is my grandmother's picture at home, cooking every day. I was uh, coming from school and having like anything I want, you know, like you want to eat something, what do you like? I did this, I did this. So I was pretty happy. And uh, when I grew up at the age of 17, 18 year old, I had the opportunity to switch and be uh, uh, half at school and half uh, uh, in a restaurant to learn how to be a chef, huh? like apprentice, uh, probably like most of us. And uh, so I start being an apprentice. I find a restaurant. Uh, my first restaurant in Paris was in the Champs-Élysées named Drugstore Publicis. It's still there, but it's not the same concept anymore. It's more like for the tourists, coffee area, souvenir, fine diner restaurant, but smaller. And I start working there. So 15 days I was working for that restaurant and 15 days I was at Ferrandi School learning technique, theory, uh, as you know. Uh, and I stay uh, doing that like over than three years, you know, until I get my CAP, uh, we call that uh, C CAP, BEP, really basic thing, you know. But um, like I know now with my experience, uh, school is really good and huh? give you the base, like really the base, but the experience will give you everything later. So, um, so that's it, you know, after having my, uh, yes. So one question, yes. how different would you say, just because you said it, you, you used to cook with your grandma, how different would you say is the produce, the ingredients that she used in terms of flavor to what you're using maybe now in New York City? Because every time I go home, and I think more so if you, I don't know, my grandma used to have a garden, and the quality of produce she had is completely different than uh, much of the stuff that oh. we could possibly buy here. Absolutely, totally. Uh, as you know, in France, we, we, we have like that culture of art de vivre. So the French people, we will cook like at least one or twice a day for family. 
woman or man, we like going to the market. I think, I think today uh, there is no mystery. Uh, um, to get the better and better product, you have to buy local uh, because the product ad, how we buy in America, they come from California, they travel. They lost lots of flavor, water, uh, a shape, you know, all of that thing per boat, per fly, still, you know, still a long time. So now local, when you get like half an hour or an hour from a farm or from your garden or from anything, it will be automatically better. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, in France, we are like uh, a lot of, it's most local than you know, the Parisian people, they're going to use the local food. And every city or you're going to go in Paris, Lyon, Bordeaux, they all have their own specialty. So we don't import food from here or here. Everything is in the same city. So the, 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 what I want to say, it's like like uh, uh, the travel for all of the product is like... Uh, um, it's shorter, so better produce, you know, better attention, because it's true when you when you buy local, people they they putting a lot of attention and 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 love huh, uh, to grow those vegetables and big producer they just gonna engrange like you know it's a machine a money cash you know like uh, you want to sell you want to sell the quality you know it's not really there the flavor in America here it's not really the same. I agree completely. Uh, from a vegetable to a meat to a fish, it's completely different. There is a, I think, I don't know if I can call that a miss of flavor, but this is not like flavory as search of produce that we have in France, especially. But anyway, you still can find now in America, and I've been here for like over than 13 years, there is a lot of way to find local and good product in America. It's not like it used to be. It's still definitely better than like 15 years ago. So I find pretty much good products. You know, uh, I have a, a, a really nice company that they read to me and, and, and I work with them for many years. So we have a, a relationship and I can buy the best quality of product all the time, you know, for the best price, best price yep. as well. <laughs> who, who is that? And I say quality and the best price as well, which is really important. You you want to oh, have yeah, the, yeah. The, the, I meant which company? Which so well, if you want to give it away? <laughs> yeah, no, sure, sure. So like for the summer, for an example, uh, uh, as a private chef, I'm 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 uh, deserving. I'm deserving like Brooklyn area, Manhattan area, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut. So. For example, all of this summer, most of my party happen in New Jersey. So what I do, I'm going right away to the farm. So, you know, local, that's what I use. Winter time, it's a yeah. different story. We use Baldor. Most of the private chefs use Baldor. Or I'm going myself to any market. Or, or it happens, I can go shopping at Whole Food for search of product, you know. But you can find... Uh, 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 many good things uh, if you if you research you know there is a good product also uh, in New York City but like I said when I'm going to New Jersey mostly the farm I'm going at the morning from there I look at all of the vegetables what kind of plate can I build with it the season you know all of that thing but definitely summertime spring and summertime are fun and December it's, it's a different story you know you have to dig a little bit to find uh, yep. the best and work with seasonal product, which is, you know, the thing. Seasonal product, seasonal product all the time yeah. will be better and cheaper. Uh, yes. You, you know, one of the companies that I, I really love is Lancaster, uh, Lancaster Farm Fresh Corp. I mean, they, okay. you know, they're in Pennsylvania and uh, I think you can order them over the last couple of years, they, they also started delivering through Fresh Direct. And mm -hmm. sometimes they are part of the local, the local produce that's being sold at Whole Foods, but they, they got really good stuff. And one of, one of the things that I always felt is, is, is lacking here, something as simple as a potato, you know, if you have a French potato or a German potato, it is so much richer in flavor. And for, for quite some time, I was 
trying to find those kind of potatoes that have that same flavor profile. And you can really only find it from like the farmer's market, maybe on Union Square, you got some some vendors mm -hmm. who have those kind of potatoes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like the Lancaster Farm Fresh Co-op. And it's and I love that part. And your your cuisine looks very much product focused. You know, the way your style of cooking is, you know, you're really enhancing good products in the first place. Oh yes. Yes, uh, the, the first thing is like, uh, so I'm selling an experience, you know, because having a chef cooking at home, everybody can enjoy. But first, it's it's making money, okay, but first you want to be proud of what you're doing. And, you know, uh, loving what you do today and still loving after 20 years is a privilege, you know. So I want my customer when I deliver my food, they are like, wow, you know. There is a technique, there is, there is a taste, there is flavor, quality of product, all of that thing. And when, when I get all of that thing, I can breathe and say, okay, I did what I have to do before like, looking at my, my bank account. You know, you do that by passion. So you want to make sure like you deliver the, the best product. You don't look at your hour. Um, you know, it could be any time, any, any time someone can call you at nine o'clock at night, you're supposed to respond and help them out, you know, okay, chef, we want to cater for like 40 people. What should I do? Can you send me a menu? So you need constantly to be available for, for, for those people. And the first thing, quality, quality of service, quality of product, um, being clean, um, be able to to speak to the people that you're going to serve at night, you know, and be part of the experience, you know, that's what they want, you know, and more and more after the, co uh, after the COVID, after uh, what we've been through, uh, people, they still not like, they still not trust like hundred percent restaurant. So there is a real, real, like a private chef thing happen for many years now. But now we become bigger, you know. Before it was like just I'm going to have a private chef once a year for, for something like, you know, uh, 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 very important. But now people, they can have like a private chef coming like once a month, twice a month, you know. So it's a new thing. New thing happened. They understand that it's better if the chef come with all of the fresh product at home and start working at home for the flavor, for the quality, security, because they can check what you buy and if you are real true. Now, uh, um, it's true that the caterer, someone who will caterer, will prep before 90% and finish it at home. So that's what I like between the caterer and private chef. And I always show them the difference. I will never come like with 90% of my product already made. I will make it in your kitchen with the equipment that I have and with my thinking that I check the menu before and that's what I need. So I'm going to come with everything in you, even in your small kitchen to do that fancy menu that you can have in a, in a first star Michelin star restaurant, you know, kind of, or bistro or banquet. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's really, I mean, there is a, a real value add to having everything freshly. I think, I mean, it's, in many ways, it's it's like the the most luxurious experience in the sense that you can be in the comfort of your home and you have somebody serving restaurant-grade food, you know, and you, you've worked for some of the best chefs in the world, like Danielle. Um, so what was that like when you first came to the United States, You, you kind of got into the restaurant industry. What was that journey like to become a private chef that now works for people at their homes? Absolutely. So before being a private chef, I've been a chef for restaurant. So I start as you, huh? apprentice, commis, first commis, chef de partie. All of this happened in France. So I become a chef in France. I had like two years of experience and I was working for that amazing a uh, 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 start Michelin chef. Nobody know him really, but if you do your research, he's like huge. He doesn't like to be known. It's more like in the back, you know, you have people like that. They are genius and they don't want to be seen. His name is Didier Oudil. So if you check on internet, Didier Oudil was working for all of those like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Alain Ducasse, uh, um, um, 
to give you an idea, he trained Daniel Boulud. So Daniel Boulud worked for him in Paris when yeah. he was search of age. And so he stayed with, uh, with Didier probably uh, three or four years. And then Daniel decided to move in America in his own and he started his own story. So I want to, I want to tell you about that yeah. because, uh, uh, when I come uh, uh, from France to America, I didn't know anyone. So, uh, uh, Didier at that time called Daniel and said, listen, I have that young chef who wants to see how we work in America. Would you like, do you have time for him? And Daniel at that time, he was already huge, you know, he was, uh, he had already like five, yeah. six restaurants. So I was really impressed. And so we have that meeting with, uh, with Daniel, with my girlfriend, uh, uh, my ex-girlfriend. So we have that meeting with Daniel. He invites us uh, uh, for lunch and we discuss. He asked me, how's Didier, uh, Didier going? If he's everything well, are you looking for a job? Do you want to have some experience with me here in New York City? And I say, yes, absolutely. So that's how I start at DBBG, you know, to have like kind of knowledge about like how to talk in English, how to work in, in the kitchen because Working in, in America and working in France, it's different. The discipline is completely different, like yeah. uh, maybe as you know. So for me, I was totally like, I thought I was a chef. I thought I was like, I had that knowledge. I have that security that, that like, uh, you know, I was feeling good. But everything was, uh, I get pushed by other person. They, they were all the way to work and and it blew my mind, you know, so I just jumped on, on, on the train and, and start learning a new way to work, New York City way to work or American yeah. way to work, which is not bad at all, but it's totally different. You know, friends, you have the rules. This, this, this. Now I know there is a lot of shortcut to get whatever you want, uh, uh, version uh, New York City, you know, so... Um, uh, um, uh, so to tell you, uh, uh, like... Five years ago, I was working for that restaurant in Southampton named Le Charlot. It's a French bistro restaurant in Main Street. And uh, I stay over there like I work for Thierry, uh, Thierry Gellormini. He's from Cors Corsica. Uh, he was the, he's still the owner of the restaurant. And I work, I help him open the restaurant, the menu, put the team in place and, you know, like, starting the restaurant after two and a half years i was feeling tired about the industry so much like how i can explain you i was still love what i'm doing it like cooking every day but the atmosphere was so heavy because um as a chef so you have a brigade of uh, 10 people sometimes 15 people the schedule the so what i want to tell you it's like uh uh, uh the gate the, the job uh, get over me because I was not doing that by passion anymore. My passion was cooking. Go take the food and, yeah. and transform it. And, and that part of like training people as well or, or having a team, I love it so much. But after years, my shoulder become, you know, because you do a lot of social, a lot of, a lot of bad thing happening and you the chef. So you have to be, you have to be always here, you know, see seven day a week, sometimes 50 day a week. Sometimes you have a brunch of 300 people and you have a team of 10 and you have only like six they show up on time, you know? So there is a constant stress and <laughs> a lot of stress, uh, happen, you know? So yeah. I was like, you know, I get, I was like 37 year old. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to find me on the floor one day. So I'm going to step out and see what are my other choices, you know, as a chef, what can I do? You know, in you know France, what, what you before, just said before coming in I, America, I, wanna... I had that experience as a private chef. I want to do, uh, okay. Okay. So I have that, uh, 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 so, so I was looking to be a private chef, uh, if you want. So I was still working in Southampton at the Charlot and I find that opportunity to be a private chef because I had the idea in France 15 years ago to do a private chef at home. But at that time it was, it wasn't like people didn't understand the concept. So I'm like, okay, in America it's happened. People did doing it. Why should I do why, why can I not doing that? Working for a family at the beginning. 
So I get calling like agencies, uh, three, four, ten agencies, uh, explain them my situation. I want to be a private chef, start working for a family. What should I do? Uh, uh, they were like saying, you are a chef. We agree with that. There is no question. The problem is you don't have any experience as a private chef. I was like, I don't understand. So come back next the, week. The, the big chicken and the egg. Okay, in exactly. The exactly. I was like, they was like, come back next week. They didn't know me. I'm like, okay, come back next week. Maybe I have something for you. I come back the week after. Do you have something? I may have something. And we start building rela relationship with agencies because they, they see like that's what I, I want to do. And at one point, uh, one of the agency called me and said, uh, chef, I have an opportunity for you, a part-time job chef for family, family in midtown for a doctor, uh, chirurgian. He wants you to be here only part-time for dinner and cook for his family. For him, he believed that's a nice occasion to have his family around the table, like French people, at least once, one time a day, or you have all of the family yeah. around the table. So he loved that idea. I had an interview. Uh, with that person, he become a friend. His name is Dr. Drew Drew. He become a friend now after years. And, uh, he was like, uh, interviewed like probably 10 chefs. And each of the 10 chefs, we had one night to do a tasting menu for his family. And I did the tasting menu. I get called like one week later. You hire. Yes. I was already halfway to be a private <laughs> chef. You know, that was a big change. But as you know, you cannot jump yeah. from a chef to a private chef. Again, money, you need to live every day. So you cannot leave completely uh, uh, the, 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 the restoration industry. So it was like half and a half, you know. And after one and a half year, I make my experience with Dr. Drew. His family loved me. No, no, no. Uh, he write me a nice... Um, Uh, how did you say that? Uh, recommendation. Recommendation, you know, and he said, uh, I think, uh, I, I told him, I think it's time for me to take a full time as a private chef. So now that I have experience, they will not tell me I don't have experience. So I get to the agency and say, now I have experience, find me a full time job. Okay. Uh, probably like two months later, they call me, Ilan, we have the, op the, the big, one, one big opportunity for you. One hour billionaire client just look at your resume they love you they want to interview you as soon as possible and it becomes something different for me because after that so you you have to sign a confidential contract to be able to talk to them so yeah. that was a new world for me i was like okay very impressed then you have to introduce yourself by video with the person before like getting to the house And then finally, you have the tasting to the house. So you found a way to get higher, but I was already so enthusiastic, a lot of energy that people, they could feel it, you know? So I was doing that with pleasure, you know? It's like, if it's not that one, it will be another one. So I get to these people. I don't know if you know uh, uh, John Paulson, a well-known uh, uh, trader, a very well-known Trader. Okay. So and I, so I, I did a testing for him and his wife. He had two kids. Uh, I did a testing. They love it. I make a dove sol, a vegetable tournée, you know, the potatoes, carrot, the, the fancy thing like ever you can make. The dove sol, I just like clean front of them, you know, the glove, the service, blah, blah, blah. They were like, oh. <laughs> and uh, so Mrs. Paulson uh, at that time come to me and say, that's fantastic. And she will, they will never tell you you hire. Okay. But already you can see the face of the person that there is something different. It was light, you know, and she said, okay, we will, we will contact you yeah. in, a, in a week. Or, I'm like, okay. A week later, they contact me. They say, Ilan, you hire. But before that, you have to pass by a big process which is we have to check your background. We have to check uh, if you didn't go to jail, all of that thing, you know, for me was brand new. And then, and then at the end, they explain you what the job will be in detail. <laughs> and you become like kind of very like, that's how you understand being a chef for a restaurant and being a chef for a private family. It's two different worlds. It's not about only cooking. 
So I get to that list, over that list. So of course, uh, you need to travel with them uh, anytime they need to. They have a house in Southampton, Puerto Rico, uh, Aspen. Uh, so you need to be able to jump on a private jet anytime to follow them anywhere. Okay, this is the first thing. But my duty for them was to work lunch and dinner for the main house in Manhattan. Okay, five day a week. That's what it's supposed to be. And come for lunch and dinner, sometimes just for Mrs. Because Mr. was, uh, was busy. Sometimes, uh, Mrs. Paulson was guessing uh, probably six or seven person, you know, for lunch. And sometime after lunch, we say, we don't need you, Ilan. Uh, uh, for dinner, you can go home. So what I want to tell you, it's like sometimes the schedule was really light, but when those people, they were getting busy, they had, you know, the president of the United States come for dinner, raising funds, 75%. So I have to take care of it. So imagine at that time it was Donald Trump. Yeah. So fundraising in the half, the Prince of Monaco and his wife, they come over. Uh, Emira Arabi Saudi come over. So you have at that time, so the, this is, you, you become from level zero, like two, uh, one stress to like 10 right away. You know, there is not like, you know, there is no limit. So from a day to another, they're going to tell you, Ilan, for three weeks, we traveling and we need you for three full weeks, which is brunch, lunch, dinner between Huh? You have to buy, you have to do the shopping of, between the brunch for the lunch, yeah. between and, because you try to be organized as a restaurant and build a menu to go shop all of your things for one week and be able to create your thing, relax in the kitchen. No, it doesn't happen like that because from a day to another, yesterday yeah. they tell you they want Halibut and At now 3 30 p.m. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, now they want a filet mignon. So you have to completely change your mindset and work day per day. So give you, make more sense now for a chef like me to push us local, to try to get around like the faster, better thing around you, you know, like that was an extraordinary, extraordinary experience, uh, experience, fantastic. Uh, I was really tired to be honest, because you work for those people for about three years, then you're like, uh, <laughs> you cannot do it anymore. And the pandemic, the pandemic arrived at that time, the pandemic arrived and I was working for those people in 2019. And at one point they say, Dan, we love your food. We like you. You are the closer person that, we have every day around us. We cannot afford to get COVID. So we're going to let you go home until the COVID get down. But no worry, you get paid 100% of your salary, but we don't need you. Listen, uh, for like five, six months, they were paying me without doing nothing. As a chef, I was become, like most of the chefs during the pandemic, you, you're active, you cannot do anything. I was becoming like, I need to deserve that salary. Please let me do something, you know, I become yeah. at that point or I couldn't anymore. So at one point I called them and I said, I want to do something else. And they let me go. We have an, an agreement. And my girlfriend, which is, uh, she's, uh, um, she's a talent. Come on, tell her, Cara? A talent manager. So she will take care. This is the new thing for the private chef as well. So Cara, she's a talent manager. She has many talent could be a chef, could be a pastry chef, could be someone for clothes, and she will put you on all of the, uh, the social media. Social media today for, for our job is really important. That's how you find your job. That's how you promote. Yeah. That's, why you, that's how you show product. And she introduced me to that new work. She said, okay, Ilan, I always work for people for like 20 years of my life. So I didn't know what it was to be work on my own, you know? And she said, listen, I'm going to help you. I'm going to create a website for you. And you're going to be a private chance. You're going to go house to house. And that's your dream. That's exactly what you were doing for those people. But you're going to do it for everyone, anytime, you know, like, uh, you know, any CD or whatever you want. So she created that. She's really strong at it. She created that website. And become to the time or you need to find customer. How do you do when you're a private chef to find customer? So most of the time, people, they will tell you, Ilan, you will start with a flyer. 
you will start with business card, okay? And then social media, okay? Uh, I didn't know how to find my customer, so uh, I, I research, I research, and I find a Google ad at the beginning. So Google ad was for me was brand new, and I start putting two campaigns in place. I learned, I put two campaigns in place. It was tough at the beginning. I didn't have any lead because you need a lot of, you need knowledge to be able to rank, uh, uh, to rank the best for, yep. for a, a less bid. And, you know, it's a constant job, you know? So I put some money and Kara, uh, uh, which is my girlfriend, she's like, you should try SEO. Have you heard about search engine optimization? I'm like, no, I'm a chef. I learned, no, I'm sorry, I didn't get outside of that world. What is search engine optimization? Research on Google. Okay, search on Google. At the end, I'm like, yeah, okay, it can work. You know, I think it's uh, that's the way how people they do to sell, to, to find a customer. So let's do it, you know. So we find a ladies for three months. She take care of my my total uh, uh, um uh, desk as a chef, she remind everything, put organic word, ta ta ta. So SEO for three months to get some organic lead to rank better. So I did that, uh, everything went fine, and I'm still uh, uh, working with Google Ad today. But my wish is to do organic SEO, which is at one point don't have to spend that much of money to find my customer. But that's the way I mostly I find my customer. Uh, the customer I work for the years before could be, you know, I have a lot of uh, customer, they come back and I have a new customer. And on top of that, I have an account on the TikTok and Instagram, Vive le Chef, V-I-V-E-L-E-C-H-E-F, Vive le Chef, TikTok and Instagram, who I show yep. people. We will add it to the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. It's a basic thing. It's not a three-star mission. And that's not what people, they want to they wanna see from a chef. They want to see something like it's really easy to recreate, really healthy, not too long, and something they never see, you know? So I just we just get some sponsor that it's sponsoring me, you know, to promote a product or uh, do a video. And so this is a new world. It's a part of, of a private chef business as well now. So stop me if I'm speaking too much. Yeah, you really, <laughs> you're, <laughs> I said, you're really having a journey, you know, you're, you're coming from, from, you know, the restaurant, then you, you get that like absolute <clears throat> ultra high net worth individual experience, you know, where you're literally cooking for presidents and heads uh, of states and, you know, some of the wealthiest people in the world. Yes. And, but at the end of the day, now you're, you're really going for your own freedom, having your own business. And the learning curve in that part is so steep, like everything you just mentioned, you know, in order to, you know, put yourself out there and have social media. And I think especially social media these days for private chef is invaluable. Like, Absolutely. you know, the level of networking we can do between each other online is unprecedented. And the same is true, like, I've seen more private chefs being hired off their social media than um, than ever before, you know, because Absolutely. like, for example, Jesse Itzler, he, he just hired his recent private chef. She has a very strong social media presence and they got in touch over social media. And, and I think that's that's kind of the power of having a good presence, a good branding and an account, you know because that's ultimately how people can find you these days without going through the agency Absolutely. and some, some estate managers or some families might give you a chance without having the, the private experience in the back. If oh. you have a, a decent presence on social media, because if I they agree. follow you for a year or so, they feel like they okay. know you already. They feel like they've, they've gotten a, a taste of your food just by seeing the images. Very true. Very true. Yes, yes, absolutely. I agree with you. So uh, uh, the fact that you need to be in that world uh, today, uh, uh, everything changed so fast. And you can see people, they can see your background from, like you said, like five, six, ten years. They can know your personality, the way you cook, who's your friend, what type of person you are. This is really important. An agency will never tell you so much detail. So you can see, you can see 
dépérder how this person is, how he react, what kind of moon he is, what yeah. kind of person is. Non-agency will give you that. So people, they start to realize. And on top of that, it's freedom. It's totally freedom. The social media for now are totally free. So you can show yourself for free. Before, if you want to be seen like that way we've been seeing today on TikTok, Instagram, how much money do you have to put down? Uh, before, if you want to to yeah. make that kind of money, the only way is to open a snack or small restaurant. How much it will cost you? $500,000 at the beginning without having stunning, yeah. you know? So today, it's, the cost is divided by like uh, 1,000%. So I think it will continue uh, to be the best fit for any private chef, uh, like like to be on social media and create, uh, uh, you know, like... Uh, 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 a personal uh, 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 chef uh, uh, a page, you know, which is very important. Brand, Brand. you can yep. get higher uh, by any any person on social media. And on top of that, you can at one point create your own boutique, your own shopping. So you can create create your own brand and having like, for example, yes, you can create like, let's say your brand. Ilan I, I can see you already you already have a vision I have a yeah, plan. you already yeah. have a vision for yourself where where you're gonna take this absolutely so you know there is a yeah go on I, I want I want to hear it so go, yeah go ahead so there is a to before like being like like simply to be a chef before he was like you were working for that restaurant and you were chef Ilan that's all that's it that's it you were well known for that menu people come to you but now as a chef You can be a chef and work around people. You can be a chef and own your own brand and set it, like making like a small jam or pate or, or, or I don't know, it could be a, a fruit, confit fruit, it could be sauce, anything, and you brand your name on it and you just leave it on internet. And it's like one, two, three, four, five click every day. And you, you make money differently using your brand, your name, your experience, yep. your knowledge. And yeah, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Uh, you, I couldn't have that expectation like 10 years ago. I, di I didn't even imagine that world like 10 years ago. You know, I imagine myself like owning a restaurant, uh, like, like a huge restaurant and having a trouble for 25 years and then be retired and be like, ah, oh, you know, but um, yeah. There is a new new world if, open. If, if you get there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you get there, yes. I, I keep. I think. I, I think I say that on almost every episode. But in Germany, there is a statistic by the insurance companies that the average chef dies at fifty-seven. So you don't even get uh -huh. the retirement. Imagine. And, and that's the 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 beauty now is. I think we have options, especially being private chefs and what you're doing, you're really exploring different, different income streams as yeah. a chef, not just trading your time for money, you know, uh, but also, you know, optimizing on your services, exactly. working for high profile clients that are willing to pay the premium for having somebody in their home. But at the same time, you're already thinking beyond that. And you're like, Hey, you know, if I have a confiture or something, that I have a personal brand that I can sell online. You know, there is another layer of income, which I think at the end of the day improves the quality of chefs. Like it, it gives you more freedom. And as you said, you know, I think social media gives us more freedom than we ever had before because we're, we're able to, to turn our skill set into a properly paid job or business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you and different way because, uh, uh, you know, when I'm going to do a party in a, in a, any house, people, they are super happy to see me. They welcome me. When you work for a family as a private chef, you have also to deal with a sense of humor of person, which is affect you every day. Because I'll give you a simple example as a private chef for family. They will tell you, okay, we're going to be 12 for lunch and it's going to be at one o'clock sharp. You prep your menu from the morning, get shopping, na na na, and at 11 o'clock, they're going to tell you, we cancel it because we have something else to do. So it hurt really because you don't get any consideration. And it's really true. As, yeah. And as a private chef on my own, all the time when I'm going to a client house, it's going to be the first night, 
So they're always happy to see you. You know, the sense of humor is beautiful and it's really nice. And when you left, they're very happy. When you come back, probably one month later, they're always happy to see you. You know, so you work in a different also uh, uh, environment. So you get the best, the best of Oh yeah, that's true. There's sometimes in the in the private chef industry, especially if you work for ultra high net worth individuals Absolutely. who put enormous value on their own time and having things happen their way. Because I mean, if you're a billionaire, that's just how it is. The time of the Absolutely. chef has a lot less consideration and value to you, and Absolutely. that's part of the that's part of the service we're Absolutely. providing. But I do share the, the, the feelings that you have. You know, sometimes it feels enormously inconsiderate because, some, you know, I spent whole lunches waiting and then maybe, you know, my principal comes like, oh, I already ate at the, at the golf course. I just didn't tell you. For example. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, I understand this is the ultimate luxury for you to have me on call, but it's still, as a human being, it sucks. It sucks. And uh, uh, as a chef, you need that because you're going to do that by passion. And at the end, you just wait for the world. Like, <coughs> I'm sorry, it was good. Or it was missing that. Or, you know, just that little thing. And I thought jumping from a chef or a restaurant as a private chef, I would have more proximity with the people, which wasn't true at the end. So... So now being private chef on my own, give me the opportunity to meet a large kind of people with a different skill. I mean, you work anywhere, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really good, you know, it's, it's a privilege. Uh, I really think it's a privilege. Uh, and it, none, all of the chefs can do that because you need an experience as a chef for many years to be able to become a private chef and to make your money, day per day, you know. Uh, but it's definitely better than uh, than what I was doing because now I can take the restaurant on my shoulder on my shoulder anywhere, anytime. Let's say we have a party of forty people. I will call a bunch of waiters that I know if they are available. They will come, especially for that party. Again, good sense of humor, good mood. We are happy to see each other. Uh, I'm I'm gonna call a friend uh, to cook that I'm going to need, you know, to prep, help me out in, in the kitchen. Usually those people on top of that, uh, you're working in a very beautiful environment. They have the last stove, they have the last uh, uh, counter, beautiful marble, the space. Uh, uh, you don't have trouble to park your car when you arrive with the food. So there is all of that thing that are really convenient that there is... Again, uh, I really believe there is a, a, an opening, a bigger opening for, for uh, that private uh, uh, life or private chef, you know, or personal chef. Then it used to be like 15 years ago. Of course, people, they get richer. And now after the pandemic, they're scared to go in a restaurant. But, but on top of that, they want to show now what they own those beautiful house with the pool. So they like to invite at home now, you know, um, more than before they were going in a best yes. restaurant. Now they take the chef to come to the house because they have all of the equipment sometimes better than a restaurant. You know, sometimes you don't need, I just need to take my <laughs> well, bag. And, oftentimes better than a restaurant. Right? Every, I, everything. Yeah, I think most of, most of my clients had better, better kitchens than right? uh, many restaurants. Right. So, can, I, I just pick about myself a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I, I just want to know a little bit about you and your experience. Uh, uh, can, can, can you tell me a little bit? Because I saw you are also a real estate agent. Or, or what it is exactly? Did you switch? No, I'm not. I'm not an agent. I'm. Uh, no, I see. I love cooking, but when when I saw the people. You know, I always looked ahead of myself and I've been observant what happens to people. And I knew that I didn't want to become someone like Danielle or like many of my patrons of the restaurants who had to be the entertainers of mm -hmm. the brand. And I saw them dancing, dancing the dance into the, the later age of their... And some of them simply couldn't retire because they made uh, poor financial choices early on. And, and others, you know, they, they might have loved it. But I think... Um, 
they, some of them didn't have choices. And, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there is this statistic that I brought up earlier that chefs in Germany have a life expectancy of 57 years. Oh, I didn't terrible. want to become either of those two versions. Yeah. I wanted to have options and I didn't want to die in the kitchen. <laughs> For sure. So that's, that's when I... That's when I started becoming a little bit more financially savvy and educating myself. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm investing in real estate because it allows me to make work optional, you know, and, and I think actually every private chef should do this where, you know, we have, we have six figure incomes. M many of us have really nice paychecks. Mm. Uh, I think with a couple of years of discipline on spending, Everybody can make work optional by being smart with their money. In, within a decade, everybody can kind of invest enough of their money to make their job optional and really live, for example, on the way I would do it is mm -hmm. uh, rental income in real estate. And because I, I, I do like cooking, and but more than that, I love having choices. Just like you now appreciate not working for one particular family, but having the freedom of, you know, saying no to a job on a exactly. particular weekend where you maybe want to take out your girlfriend, exactly. you know, or you want to fly home to France to be there for your mom's birthday. And, you know, uh, that doesn't contradict with your principal schedule because now it's all happening on your time. And I, and I think that's really the next level. I feel like when, when private chefs or when we come become private chef, we start appreciating the, uh, the lifestyle benefits with a larger paycheck. Yes. But mm -hmm. we're still not free. And that's kind of the move I've, se I've seen or I'm seeing with you in the interview is that you, you do appreciate that upgrade and, you know, also seeing a different life altogether on a billionaire scale. Like being on private jets is something that for me before was, was something that other people do. And then eventually I was on a private jet, you know, catering to my principal, going to their second or third house and, um, That that really also made me realize this is this is this there's there's a different life that we can live also as chefs where we have more freedom and more choices. Yeah. But it comes with financial education, just like you started educating yourself about SEO and you know what does it mean to build your own brand. I think uh, once we get a little bit more savvy with the resources we have at hand, uh, we can reach more freedom, and that's that's why I. I started educating myself in the in the real estate and and we've done a couple of investments over the last couple of years and you know we're we're building a portfolio that allows us to have more passive income on the side. I love that idea, you know, a real estate is something that I don't know. I didn't start educating myself. I really think it's like also the future, you know, for income uh, passive income. I would love to talk to you later. <laughs> Maybe we keep in touch and we can have... Uh, yeah, we can talk off the record yeah, about the record. that. Um, uh, but yes, yes, you, you need that thing. And, and that's exactly what you said. Uh, uh, um, you have to think like forward than like being a chef today. Uh, think about how you can do a passive income, put logs on fire every day to get customer. And like you said, I don't want to die at 57 or 60-year-old as a chef in a restaurant doing only chef or restaurant. So it's true that for us as a chef, yeah. there is more perspective than today than we used to have like 10 years ago. And it, sense, it smells very good for, for a chef. It smells very good. That time, it's really good. Uh, um, you have more opportunity to do different things today with the same business, I can do prep meal, I can do wedding, I can do personal chef, just cooking for like a small amounts of people. I mean, my, my skill is like I, I, with one thing, we can do like four or five different uh, revenue, you know, you can make like five different ways yeah. to make a revenue. Yeah. You know what's nice is I think it's never been easier in the history of really mankind to uh, do what you want to do and live the life you want to with the skill set of your passion. Like, see, it's never been easier for you as Elon to really like, okay, see, I love cooking, 
but I don't want to be limited to a restaurant. So now you have all these different avenues and different revenue streams that you can explore. And you can, you have the power, thanks to the internet and social media, to build your own presence. And, and as you said earlier, it doesn't cost you a fortune. You don't have to pay $500,000 exactly. upfront to build out a restaurant. You know, you can actually, um, anybody, can, I think, can start this on on basically no money on social media, you slowly get started, you slowly build those relationships, you come up with different ideas and see what sticks. And you can really create a lifestyle for yourself that um, that also expresses how you want to live life on your terms. Absolutely. See, this is, uh, uh, again, I'm really grateful to be a private chef, a, a personal chef today. Uh, uh, give me a lot of freedom, freedom and a way, another way to think how to make revenue and not being only a chef or a restaurant or, or just become something else, you know, like, uh, and there is a lot of opportunity around. So I'm, I'm really glad. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you, what are you working on? You said it earlier that, that you, you, what, what, what are you thinking is the next step for you, chef? Are you going to, um, I don't know, I didn't see anything that you're currently selling on your website. Do you plan to have like small glasses of confiture or something seasonal items that, you know, you can just maybe, uh, you could even drop ship that with Amazon, I guess. You could make the jams and and have them in, in, a, in a warehouse and, and have them shipped by, by someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the idea is to have a small boutique with like uh, uh, the most common uh, uh, product that people like. And, you know, some some product will come from France directly, like a real specialty from France and not made by Chef Ilan. But people still like, huh? he comes from France, that kind of mushroom, I like it, I'm going to buy it, you know. And another way will be to sell like, I don't know, probably a... a, a sauce, uh, jam, uh, anything I can, I can, uh, 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 on, I can, I can save in long term. Like, you know, like it will be. Yeah. Anything that lasts has a shelf absolutely life. Absolutely. Your shelf life, it could be honey. And on the side, it could be for the next, you know, it could be a jacket with Chef Ilan, a new design jacket. It could be a spatula Chef Ilan. It could be uh, a knife, Chef Ilan, you know. So all of that thing, <coughs> a bag, uh, any, anything I can put on, on, on my boutique, you know, will not cost me that much at the beginning and yeah. just sit over there. But at one point, if so someone order it, you may write away money with less effort, you know. Um, prep meal is something yeah. I'd, I'd love to do. Uh, because I really think there is a big, big, big uh, uh, gap, you know. Uh, so to become a prep chef, you need a prep kitchen. It's always the same story. So your investment will become different. Your investment will become different because you cannot cook only at home with what you have and deliver it to people. You need another system. Uh, so you need a prep kitchen, definitely, yeah. that you can rent today. Uh, there is a system that uh, you can rent like for one hour, for two hours, for one day, for two days. But again, it costs money because more you're going to have customers at the ones to, to hire you and make a prep meal, more time you're going to spend on the site over there. But knowledgeing, more you do hour, more you pay. So uh, how can I explain? So they give you that option that easier as a private chef as, as me with low investment at the beginning can jump on the commercial kitchen that you don't own that you have to pay by hour which is uh, or yeah. you have the other option are you going to rent your own commercial kitchen so will be the next step for me it's like yeah. having my own commercial kitchen so from that old commercial kitchen i can do everything i can do catering private chef gonna have my refrigerator so but what i want to say it's like uh, the cost become become different like what i'm doing right now doesn't cost much uh, as an investment but you can make a lot of money and overhead uh, yeah. overhead and that the opposite if i take that next tape i need to have like 
you know, like probably $200,000 investment for years to have the local, to have uh, all of your own machine, you know, it's still a small investment, not as much as a restaurant, and you can do two or three times more than a restaurant at the end. Like a ghost kitchen, huh? It's a ghost kitchen. Yeah. Okay? So from that ghost kitchen, yeah. at the beginning, you can start by doing only uh, uh, Ilan Laloum uh, food, huh? wedding, uh, uh, personal chef, uh, uh, prep meal, and then you can have also that prep kitchen sharing with other restaurants. So if you can, you know, they, they, will, they, will, they will... Yeah, you, you could rent out your kitchen when you don't need it. Exactly, you know, so there is a way. Uh, so my next step, if you ask me, yeah, it, it will be to have my own commercial kitchen that I can go every day and do anything. So it could be work for like a supermarket need a, a, a bunch of croissants or, or it could be for a restaurant. He want a lasagna for his staff, you know, for one week. It could be for uh, a, a barbecue uh, matter or they want to prep a, a barbecue setup meal prep for 10 people. Uh, it could be a private chef or I'm going to prep everything, put in my refrigerator and the day from the events, I can go to the client with being almost ready, you know, and keeping the fresh freshness of the food. So, yeah, uh, to develop that kind of company because I don't believe you can become a, a, a that much successful as a private chef. But at one point, you, you're going to be, um, you're going to need another investment uh, uh, to reach another step, I really believe. Um, because, because as a chef, let's say you have five parties a week, Monday to Friday. Okay. So you have five, five party a week that you're going to do on your own because they hire Ilan Laloum private chef, right? So I'm going to go as a private chef, yeah. Ilan Laloum, Monday to Friday. But on Monday, I have six customers. They want six different things. They want to have a private chef at night. Uh, but they, uh, another customer want a prep meal for 15 people. Another one want a breakfast. Another one. A, so by having that commercial kitchen, on, on, on a one day, I can do five things. So right now I'm limited because I can just go for one party on my own. The idea is to, to do uh, 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 yeah. uh, many different things in the same day, you know, to be able to reach like such amounts of money. But you can make your living uh, easy, yeah, being a private chef. Uh, yeah, you can make your living, definitely. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting, but that's taking it to a completely different level. And I think that's, yes. that for that you need to uh, to have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you you want to be that's like stepping into the realm of being a business owner, kind of. You know, way beyond. Just but always uh, being a chef. Absolutely, yeah. always I want I, I want to be a chef or still a chef, and I don't want a huge thing. I want to still like you know like a like a, a medium size or I don't want to be like huge, like a restaurant or, or putting like log on my fire, but different way, you know, different uh, skill, different way to make money. And, uh, you know, everything can match, but being a private chef is awesome. Again, uh, traveling is awesome. Uh, you, you non expected, but from a day to another, you can go to Puerto Rico. You can go to Southampton. Uh, just, you know, uh, uh, the fun, I like, I like a change fun. I like changing constantly house from another house, having new equipment that you have to adapt yourself because, you know, most of the people, when I'm going to say, you come to my kitchen and, and if you're not a chef, try to, to, to put my oven the way you want, you, you need to learn about it. But when you have that experience that you have any kitchen that you're going to be, you're going to be able to, to know how the oven is going to work, the stove, how to prep your mise en place, your space in the refrigerator, the garbage area being clean, having your gloves. So there is a real process at the beginning when you arrive at home. Uh, so first you meet the people. Hi, how are you? Uh, nice to see you. Um, and then you ask them the question, where can I find the garbage? Where can I find the cutting board? Uh, do you, you prefer me to like recycle or not having a maximum of this information before and during, uh, uh, uh before starting the prestation, the prestation, having a, a lot of information about what the client like and dislike 
which is really important. So, you know, you don't have to bother them during, uh, because at the end, you, you hear, but you're not here. You want them to enjoy with a friend. You want them to have fun, but you want to stay discreet as well. You know, it's really important. You don't want to show yourself the too much, uh, uh, instead of they ask you to come and introduce yourself, but always being discreet. People like it and clean. You have to be clean. This is the first thing. Clean and um, acknowledging some tips about the clients before. What you would like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, having a surprise thing at the end, a little sweetness. Uh, uh, oh, I know that he like a Brussels pie that way, so I'm going to do a little bit that way, a little bit that way for him, you know. I know he like his, his, his fish steam and the other one they want it rusted, you know. So... Um, uh, and and yeah. and also there is a lot of uh, accommodation that they can do with you in the kitchen that when you come as a client in the restaurant you cannot have that proximity with the chef so there is a lot of dietary restriction that you have to respect you know uh, very important the gluten free the celiac disease uh, so you know you, it's really dangerous like uh, you have to know what you're doing and so that's why you need to know more you know, better it is from the guests they're going to have and from the people they're going to hire you. So when you get in place, <clears throat> you know already what they like, what they dislike, what to don't put for that person or that person. Some people, they don't like black pepper. They like white pepper. Some people, they like mild spicy. So, so you can accommodate better when you work as a private chef, personal chef in the house that when you work in a restaurant or you have all of that pressure. So each, let's say I have 10 guests and eight of them, they're going to have like eight different requests about the cooking, about the spiciness, about I'm okay with that, you know. Some chef will say, no, uh, medium, we cook medium rare and it's going to be medium rare. You don't like it, you don't like it. No, I really think you have to work with the client today. We cannot be those kind of chef anymore. So that's what they like. They like the, the fact that it's so convenient. They talk to the chef. My God, he's going to, just for me, he's going to personal my, my, my menu. He's going to personal my menu. In a restaurant, I'm scared to say, you know, I want this instead of this because they don't want it. The waiter, the kitchen, they have a system and they just want to send and make money because they come at the morning to prep and to send the money. That's all they do. So this is a plus also. You know, and the the value of what we're doing gets super higher with that kind of detail. You know, you like Doug, you don't like Doug. A lot of this question, you know, like could be anything. Uh, uh, do you do you like me uh, to have like two person in the kitchen, or maybe you're not comfortable having too much people in your kitchen? So I should have one cook that I know is faster and he can do the job for two. So you know, we we are not like. A, so a lot of detail, you know, and you learn, and I still, of course, learning as a chef because you're, you're never like a chef, you're always learning. And um, as a new entrepreneur and as a new way to cook, because again, you arrive to a house that you don't know, you ask for picture of the counter, picture of the, of the, of the oven, of the, of, you know, the plate, but still just a picture. Sometimes they send you video. So when you arrive, you, you still not, you don't know that place, you know? So you need to ask a lot of questions yeah. and be ready. Uh, ask them to prep all of the plate before on the table, silverware, glasses. You need to be organized. My waiter will come at 5 p.m. when my dinner will start at 7 and we will organize everything, you know? So it's like a lot of small organization, a small detail, uh, but the devil is in the, in the detail. So it's good to, to, to know, uh, uh, more than less, you know, and when you, when you get to that point or you are yep. arrive relax, you can do anything. Really, uh, people are really happy at <laughs> the end. Uh, you have no idea. So many times people, they want to hire me. I give you an example. Three days ago, I received a lead from a lady's nice lady. She wants to celebrate her birthday of her mother, 75 years old. Unfortunately, she lost her father the years before, but her mother loved French cooking and, and, and she watched my tic-tac for months and she loved it, you know, social media. 
And so her, her daughter reached out to me and said, listen, we wanted to have a surprise for her for uh, 75 years birthday. It's going to be for 10, uh, 10, 10 people. Can, can you come cooking for you, uh, for, for us? I said, yes, so no problem. But I have a request, Chef Ilan. I want you to eat with us. And it's not the first time people ask me to be on the table with us. So that's what I say. You're sharing something else. Some people, they're going to be like, the chef has to be in the kitchen. But most of them, at least they're going to invite you for drink, uh, drink wine, uh, a drink, uh, uh, a little vodka, or just sit down for the dessert. And that, that girl, she invites me. She said, I pay for your seat. I just want you to sit and speak about your experience and about Paris. And we're having a dinner all together. My mother will be super happy. So I was uncomfortable. And I know I'm like, okay, yes, I'm not going to let her pay for my seat, of course. But, you know, this is kind. So I'm going to be around them. And that's how you, from that family and from that dinner, I will have probably in three months, three organic lead that I will not pay for. It's just because people speaking about me, you know, because this is the goal. Uh, paying less to, yeah. to to make a, a certain yeah so what, one of the things you just touched up on is 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 that the tiktok part you know it was a very organic lead in the first place and it's because you started branding yourself you have those videos out there she found you over tiktok and that leads into even because you're you know you're going above and beyond you're catering to what she really wants from you you're giving them an experience and that that turns into more leads that are generating more organic business. And that's one of the things I, I always keep saying is, you know, as a, as a chef, if you don't have raving fans, you don't have a business. Like it needs to be, because if it's, if it's a, an average experience, you might get business, but it will always feel like an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And it needs to get to a point where, where like you, you have now, you know, where, it, where people organically reach out to you because they're, there have been other people that had tremendous experiences with you. And that's so important to, to get people, just like you said, when you, you knew that you got that job, when the principal walked into the kitchen and there was something about the face, you know, you need to be able to, um, you know, have those moments and create those experiences for guests in order to, I think, have a thriving personal or private chef. Absolutely. And again, everything today is really related, you know, like uh, everything is SEO. So whatever you're going to do and speak about yourself by your blog post, uh, backlink or anything will rank better all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Okay, chef. Um, there, there was, I'm sorry. Uh, I have to. Yeah. No, I was just about to say that um, I, I actually have to get going here. Okay. Uh, but we already spoke for over, over now. <laughs> That's a lot. It was a really pleasure to speak with you. Thank yeah. you very much again for inviting me. And uh, how, I hope we can stay in touch, uh, uh, you know, like sending message or having like a new update about the private chef or food will be a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for joining us at the Private Chef Podcast. If you know any highly skilled chefs that want to take their life to the next level, make sure to share this podcast with them. And if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe and check out our upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening.